Don't 
welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, this week we're starting off with the amazing sounds of a band called Sleepwolf. Uh, they've got an album called Sunbeams Curl uh, coming out um, quite shortly, to be honest, uh, the 18th of February. So uh, not long to wait for this one. That was a song called Satan is King, and I got complete uh, Black Widow vibes from that. Um, Come to the Sabbath. I think there's there's several uh, songs we played re- recently that kind of had that retro vibe and that that kind of pagan satanist kind of hammer horror vibe to it and this captures it perfectly i, I love this so much um i'd not heard of these before pete have you sort of heard them before no i, I i'm not sure if i know the name or not to be honest i mean it's it's out on heavy psych sound to you know and i mean in between you know in between putting out these kind of vast career spanning vinyl issues of seminal bands i've noticed i've done like uh kai lisa and Kama to burn recently. yes you know, they continue, you know, I, I, I sometimes wonder whether they'll just become a label doing that, but no, they continue to about, you know, pretty much the best of this, what's, what remains of the stone rock world. Um, and it's through them I found Sleepwolf because, you know, I'll always listen to kind of the the new bands they put forward. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're from Sweden. I, I, I hadn't heard them before, although they have been around a bit, I've since found out. You know, of course, they, they sound like they're from Sweden. You know, that no other country seems to produce bands that sound like this, or at least not with as rich a sound anyway. Um, I noticed on, you know, on the band camp, the kind of uh, the state influences of obviously Sabbath, but also Jethro Tull, which, which yeah, definitely. Hear, like, yeah, in like a joyous way. But it reminds, you know, it reminds me of bands like Troubled Horse, and you know, inevitably of witchcraft, I suppose. You know, which kind of, you know, the the prime band that hark back through. You know that you allude to. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's direct, but it's you know, in the same way they've got the, these like truly distinctive vocals. But it also reminds me of bands like you know from like the Electro Hash stable, um, yeah, kind of Colin Hayes label. You know, bands like Hazaya, I suppose. It's you know, that mixture of those two elements, it's, it's intoxicating. It's like, it's not totally proto-doom, although obviously it's got this kind of occultness to it. Yeah. Um, but also it's it's not fully the heavy side of the latter either. So it kind of nestles in between, you know, setting up home in its own kind of niche, I guess. And that's what I, I thought was really cool about this. Yeah, definitely. I think that does it some favours I and mean, it sounds very organic. I think they said they've, they've recorded it onto an old tape machine, uh, in a woodland studio um, in the countryside, so that that makes so much sense um, when you hear it. It's, it's got that kind of um, not a hiss to it, but that kind of organic, um, very sort of real um, captured sound, doesn't it? So yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it, like you say, it's got that proto sort of sound to it, and yeah, I think it's it's like a, a weaved um, kind of majesty to it. Really, really enjoyed that. So um, as we say, the album's called Sunbeams Curl, and you can get that at Heavy Psych Sounds Records. Bandcamp.com. Uh, so as ever, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. It's nine amazing tracks we've heard from the UK and beyond um, on the underground through submissions or just finding things through Bandcamp. Uh, this next one is uh, some like old favourites, I guess, some old faces that we know from from years of putting on gigs in Sheffield and um, you know various bands and, and just the scene in general. So former members of Scython and Swamp Coffin have come together to create another band from Rotherham that sound. Um, sort of evil but I think in a different way I think um, Chapel Floods have uh, released their first um, I guess EP uh, three tracks uh, came out January 24th and um, yeah absolutely love this um, it's got kind of like a 
I don't know if you met you. You probably do, Pete. But you, do you remember that band Kang from Bradford? It, it sounds like yeah. that. It sounds like that sort of late nineties, early two thousands, like doom rock, like stoner rock kind of mashup sort of stuff. Mm. Um, really accomplished stuff, and I think like quite unique as well. The vocals are incredibly um, like different, and I, I wouldn't sort of have, have pegged them to sound like this. I, I thought it could be more sludge. Um, I know sort of the members that are involved here have, um, have been in heavier bands before. So this is quite an interesting listen, like first time round. It's got maybe a bit like hints of grunge as well. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like that Kang reference. I hadn't thought that. Although, you know, I don't think I've thought of Kang for a few years either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I-, I think that's nailed it, actually. I really, you know, really impressed. I saw them in like Sporting Clutch like 20 years ago and they were incredible. Anyway, mm. um, yeah, they... It, it is good, you know. I mean, Rotherham, Rotherham's it's stacked at the moment. You know, I think we played Bodak last week, um, add in Scython and Swamp Coffin, and you know, go back to Berserk Vits and all you know, and um, it's incredible, you know, like it's considering it's the smaller town or smaller city town next to kind of Sheffield, it's probably outstripping it at the moment, outstripping us, and, and it's brilliant, you know, it's, it's really good to see, and it's good to see kind of you know, our friends, but like you know, Sean, for example, who's in this band, who is in Swamp Coffin, and you know, we've We've known for 20 years, I guess, since we've yeah. been in Sheffield going, you know, and he's been in bands throughout, you know, ever since. So really good. And yeah, they, they, I like it. You know, I, I really like it. The, this sounds familiar in many ways, you know, from the whole stoner doom sludge axis. But it's like you say, but with elements which you don't always put together. So grunge and sludge. Um, and then almost like the southern states, stoner slant. God, that's not easy to say. Um, added to it as well, and it's just a, a like a really cool introduction to a new band. Yeah, I think they've kind of set up the aesthetic quite well as well. There's, you know, this um, sort of mysterious name, and uh, I presume that's to do with um, some dark period of, of Rotherham's history. Um, they said, "Born on the banks of the Don, in the washed-out sludge of a forever flooding northern wasteland," which really really paints a bleak pitch and i think the music sort of uh, matches that as well so really really enjoyed this um if you like what you hear in this next track then go and check it out i think it's two pound fifty um sort of to download so yeah just throw them a few quid and uh, yeah um keep up with this kind of burgeoning um rather than scene you know this is the place to be clearly uh, we've been doing it wrong all these years um so yeah we're going to play a song called crooked noose of this uh, it's off the self-titled Chapel Floods record, and you can get this at chapelfloods.bandcamp.com.
the excellent new band from Rotherham called Chapel Floods brilliant stuff there moving on to Caligari Records next who we play a bunch of stuff from for good reason Uh, this next band Doltsvad um, yeah just really sort of blew my mind really you've picked this Pete and I think I would have as well I mean it's it's kind of um, grim and it's it's got that kind of ripping old school feel to it that I kind of um, hooked on to I've had a bit of a death metal week I think I've been listening to bands like Immolation and um you know, just stuff that's full of invention. And I think this kind of matches that vibe. So I guess he came across this because of Caligari, but um, I think we would have like picked up on this one anyway, like wherever it came out. Yeah. Funnily enough, I've had a pretty kind of psych heavy week this week as, as kind of my choice is large, you know, show. Um, but, you know, like you say, I'll, I'll list everything Caligari put out and we could probably play more, you know, that, I mean, that is incredible. They're, they're like a machine, like this, harbinger of death metal you know like absolutely unrelenting in like in output and quality but this one stood out even above that you know it it just I don't know what it was it, it is that kind of old school metal feel to it not just the old school death metal which obviously it is you know the kind of um on the label page it names like bolt thrower and kind of the early death albums as influencers you know obviously but it is it's straight up heavy metal as well which feels old and timeless at the same time you know you throw in the kind of the me- you know the medieval aesthetic to it you know kind of the battle scene artwork on the cassette which feels like that leaks into the music and it sounds ancient and decrepit and you know simultaneously battle hardened and glorious you know it's not it's it's kind of the best of old school death metal and old metal and it just sounds alive with it yeah definitely i mean i think someone in the comments mentions uh benediction which is a good comparison really that kind of driving old school metal sort of vibe like you suggested so yeah i just this, this whole release is just really exciting and yeah. um yeah, I kind of had, I, there's something to it. There's something unfathomable that kind of drew me in. And uh, yeah, I think I listened to it about three or four times in a row. I just kind of flipped it on again. And I was like, there's something, there's something very special about this. So yeah, um, I recommend people go and have a listen to the uh, to the full uh, record, which is called Chronic 2. So we're going to play a song of it called Donna Dagan's Liar. 
And uh, you can get this as ever at caligarirecords.bandcamp.com.
So that was an amazing band called Dodswad on Caligari Records. They're really cool stuff. Um, similar vibe, I guess, uh, but maybe a bit more techie. Uh, this next band, Night Hag, uh, I kind of found on um, the record label Rotted Life. And um, I kind of picked it because I heard this this one song we're going to play and it really sort of got to me. I thought maybe maybe we'll play it next week, maybe. And then the more I listened to it, the more it kind of got into my mind. And it's just this filthy um, kind of blackened kind of death stuff. But the, the technical drumming really kind of um, drew me in on this one. And I think that's why I like it so much, um, particularly this track. Um, but yeah, the whole record is, is fantastic. Um, what did you make of this one, Pete? Because this is kind of maybe a curveball for me. I, uh, yeah, I like this. You know, I, I I hoped I would when you when you know when I kind of looked at it after you sent it to me. Um, everything about it, you know, like the artwork's brilliant. Uh, if you look at the the the, the band name, uh, it's, it's I love um, the the there's a band logo on there which looks proper old school metal you know like when you were into metal in your teens and you know it just, yeah. <laughs> i was hoping that this was good and it and it, yeah it, I, I got it straight away um for me what, what what grabbed me was its absolute lack of pace you know it, it's obviously bringing in you know like the the, the doom elements too i mean you know there are segments which kind of speed up and inject a bit of adrenaline in there but for the most part it's turgid trudging uh, and that just, you know, it, it just feels drained of momentum and drive, you know, like sucked dry by the doom air. And I really like that. Right? There's a, if you look at the blurb, there's a one word description. Well, one word I took out there, which says uh, it calls it gluey. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why. And that just seems like I got that completely. You know, it, like they compare it also to like coffins and cyanide as well. Which resonates, you know, Cyanide are a band I'd never heard of until about a year ago. And when I was kind of getting into, um, well, I was kind of getting into death metal and I, I was really focusing on death doom towards the end. You know, that was a band I discovered, you know, one of the early pioneers of that. And yeah, I hear that here. And it just feels like this kind of, I don't know, like zombified corpse of death doom filth. So yeah, that's a good thing. I really like it. Definitely. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, the sort of song titles are very sort of death metal and very sort of rudimentary kind of, you know, cliched, but um, they do cover uh, necrophagia and mortician on here as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of vibe. It's that's where they're coming from and it's coming out on everlasting spew as well. I think uh, they're putting tape out on about five different labels for different uh, countries. I have to say that the, um, the album actually comes out on tape on a pea soup vomit color. So <laughs> that's exactly where they're coming from a um, bit more gory than than we normally play um, but I think this is a bit more kind of accomplished than uh, than that suggests so yeah if you want to hear um, the album Phantasmal Scourge by Night Hag you can go to rottedlife.bandcamp.com find it there
episode from the depths of depravity with uh, Nighthack. We're going to go into something a little bit more clean and a little bit more fresh. So Cryptograph from Norway, we've played them before. Um, and yeah, I was absolutely taken with their, their previous release. Uh, I think that was their self-titled debut in uh, 2020. So yeah, really, really enjoyed that. They've released a new album called The El Dorado Spell. And um, yeah, it, it's even, I don't know, crisper and cleaner than they were before. Um, I absolutely love the sound here. It's, it's just so pure, um, but like uplifting at the same time. It's not sort of, uh, you know, clinical or or sterile. It's got this kind of heart to it and warmth to it that I really like. Yeah. I, you know, as I was saying, I kind of I picked Sleepwolf, which we've already played, and, and Cryptograph, you know, two Scandinavian bands, you know, both applying the heavy to 60s, you know, devilish psych music, I guess. And what a treat to have both these, you know, this week. I was really kind of just getting my fill of it this week. I absolutely loved it. It just feels like the it's like gold standard fuzzed up proto doom goodness. You know, I'm in both tracks really. It just, and this this like you say, it does feel bright and open, and you know, it feels feels like it glows with life affirming, you know, retro energy. And then this track, I just, I mean, this is the last track on the album, um, and then. You know, like to kind of to go through a really good album, but then to hit this at the end, it's just incredible. You know, it's like there's there's an intro for thirty seconds on the track, but then when that passes and the riff kicks in, I was just like completely so instantly knew I loved this. You know, you, you know, I can point to witchcraft again. I guess I mean it's such an obvious reference point for this type of music, and it's a bit lazy to be honest. But I suppose you know, it, it, it to be fair, it does. It even sounds slightly like Child of Fire off kind of Firewood, but. It's an addition, you know, cryptographs feel like an addition to those, you know, that rich group of bands rather than, a, you know, just an imitating follower. And, you know, like the best of this music, it sounds like it sounds like a reminiscence of decades ago in a real wonderful way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Completely, absolutely relevant because it's bold and it's fun and it just has this, you know, carefree songwriting joy to it. Yeah, there seems to be a big group of these bands kind of producing this kind of retro sound, but with a new twist um, that yeah. that's very captivating, I find, and, and very listenable. Um, Spelljammer came to mind like this to this yeah. as well. So a uh, great album from last year. So yeah, I, I just thought this was great. Uh, looks like it's coming out on uh, some really lush looking vinyl as well. So yeah, if you want to sort of check this out, um, it's coming out on uh, something called Apollon Records. Um, but you can get this at cryptograph.bandcamp.com. Uh, like uh, Pete said, we're going to play the final track on the album. This is called The Well.
Okay, so that was the excellent cryptograph there. Really good to see them come back. Um, next up, we've got a band that we played uh, the first EP of um, back in um, in July last year. So um, it's um, yeah, not not too long uh, since the last release. But uh, Eaters of the Soil, uh, a sort of collective from Utrecht, uh, which I think um, includes someone from Dead Neanderthals, which isn't surprising because um, you know that kind of um, crops up quite a lot these days. It's quite rare for us not to put a uh, podcast together without Dead Neanderthals having some sort of hand in it. So, um, yeah, good to see them yeah. back again. Um, yeah, this is their second EP, which they've just called EP2. And, um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's kind of like a mix of really um, unpleasant doom mixed with, um, like, pretty unpleasant samples, but then uh, alleviated by this sax um, kind of riveting around and um, reverberating around the, the sound. And, I just thought this was, uh, again, just a really interesting release. I think the first one really captivated me and this one's done the same. Um, but this sounds even darker somehow. I don't know how they've done it, but um, yeah, really, really interesting. So, Pete, what did you reckon to this? Uh, yeah, it, it took me a while. You know, I mean, it makes me laugh on the thing. It says it's like a non-traditional approach to do, um, which is understating it, really. I, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> they add, you know they yeah. they add on free jazz and noise and improv. And then, you know, I put the track on after you sent it to me and it, it takes, I think it's four minutes, you know, and it's, and I think, is it, is it going to ignite at all? You know, it's just, or is it going to be so far improv and noise and free jazz to, to kind of fly over my head? You know, and I, I did wonder, but then after, you know, at that point it does, it, it kind of explodes as this kind of down tune, bassy weight, which is, you know, it, it really is dark and doom as well as this kind of, you know, like you say, the sax, the jazz, brass, and it feels rewarding as well as a relief, you know, at that point. And I suppose that's kind of the what they're trying to achieve, you know, like these, these kind of real kind of long passages and, and then contra- contrast in it. Um, and it, it just, the whole thing feels like controlled chaos, I guess. Yeah. I think what they're trying to do here is create like a narrative, um, uh, almost like a story. And the, the person who's, re- the only person who's reviewed it so far is sort of almost treated it like a novel or something. So they said, this is chapter two, the plot thickens, new characters and scenarios uh, are introduced to be read, wait back to be listened to both in one go. And how will it end? I bet the trombone player is the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is perfect. It's kind of like a a murder mystery um, played out in front of your eyes. And I think the um, we were going to play the first track off this, but the, the sample is just so unpleasant. It sounds like some sort of serial killer confessing to various unpleasant crimes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, not for the faint of heart. I think so. If you were, if you want to sort of dive into this, um, then there's you know forty odd minutes of this to, uh, to sort of digest. Uh, you can find this at eatersofthesoil.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play the song six untouched unspoken to
the excellent eaters of the soil uh absolutely brilliant stuff from utrecht uh next up we've got uh the band the mountain king uh which is um an album uh called wallow has come out on curse monk records and uh yeah this is proper almost like representative of curse monk like very sort of dark very mysterious and i think this one is is kind of mired in experimentation as well there's all sorts of kind of loops and you know effects happening on this and and among that there's this kind of strange otherworldly kind of doom sound to it and i i thought this was absolutely fascinating stuff um really sort of steeped in um in oddness here um i mean this label are known for kind of bringing us really strange um but captivating uh, releases and i think this is a really good um sort of example of that um pete you picked this but i think i i kind of had to really work at this to kind of um, work through the the noise and experimentation of it to get to this good stuff, and it's just so rewarding once you once you get past it because it really sort of wrong footed me to begin with. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it, it yeah. I mean, I heard it, and then um, Curse Monk were you know kind of send us the album in advance of its uh, release. You know, I think it's fully released towards the end of February, and it was only then that it really really clicked. And I, I think you know you could say that you've got you know don't just listen to this track, listen to the whole album, but that's just that's really true here because the whole thing is is an you know it's a real ambitious piece of art you know the whole it's it's based around this kind of concept of of the whole thing being a palindrome so it, the the album essentially plays plays itself backwards from the halfway point onwards yeah. um but also within tracks it's kind of you know it, there's mirrors placed here and there so it feels like you listen to places you know like the song in reverse at a point and that makes a really strange listen because you know if it was purely just the second half of the album was the first half in reverse you, you probably just wouldn't listen to it you know or at least wouldn't listen to it beyond the first time but because you've got reflective parts earlier on they, they suddenly become the you know played the right way around and actually it's 
it feels completely, you know, disorientating, mirror upon mirror. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's yeah. what threw me, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it, so much of it almost kind of envelopes in on itself um, in, in this kind of myriad of reflections. And that, you know, it, it, it feels like a, you know, like an interactive museum art project. Yes. And, and while that might be, you know, fascinating in its own right, as a, you know, as a music album, that might not stand, you know, it's, you know it might not stand up beyond, um, beyond that first listen. Um, but then, you know, it does have these songs in there, actual, you know, what feels like actual songs. And this is a perfect example of it. It's still weird. It's still got that reflective element to it. But I think that's what, that's why this album's more than just that curio. It, it, you know, it has these, these the tracks you can kind of latch into in, in isolation. Um, but really, it's got, you know, it is an album. Um, and it's, a, it's an incredible, you know, an incredible piece of ambition and something, you know, completely strange. And I think what, what, I, what I felt at the end of it, it felt mystical. And I, don't, I couldn't quite feel why, you know, I couldn't put my finger on why. Not like a psych album or anything, but it just felt, I think, you know, it, it is unique. So, and more so than any time we ever use that word. So, you know, well done to him. Yeah, really, really interesting. And like I say, like it, it come completely kind of threw me and almost made me a little bit uncomfortable the first time I heard it. But I think having, you know, given it a more thorough listen and, and understood that concept, it's kind of made a lot more sense. And there's so much invention in there and and sort of so much to be found so um yeah so if you like the the idea of this like miasmic piece of art um as, as an album um you should delve in at cursedmonk.bandcamp.com uh, we're going to play the only track that they've released uh, sort of ahead of time this is called for sophos
So that was a band called The Mountain King um, on Curse Monk Records. I think that's that's one to really check out if you sort of enjoyed the the weirdness of that, then uh, definitely get on the album. Um, next up, we've got a returning band to the podcast called Carpacanaut from Ireland. Um, we played a track off their album Transmissions back in September 2020. I think this was a project sort of born of lockdown and and kind of a jam sort of band. And it was very sort of psychedelic before and, and um, very sort of, um, like like that suggests, just like a, a big cosmic jam. Um, this one um, is a lot more kind of tightly focused, I guess, um, but no less interesting for it. And uh, yeah, it's called Light as a Particle. And um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this. Uh, there's um, a whole track kind of um, that sort of has spoken word all over it, but I think the rest of them um, have this kind of um, like doomy kind of focus to it that that's maybe missing from that that previous release. What did you reckon, Pete? Yeah, I was I was surprised, you know. I did, yeah, I've always, you know I've kept tabs on them since since we played them because it's you know they're an interesting band. It's always been worth you know worth the listen. It feels like an invitation to be like a fly on the wall in the practice room. Um, and I, you know I was surprised. I was surprised by this release. I didn't realize you know they say this is going back to where they started, which is more towards like you know post metal or, or sludge really. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a lot heavy, and you can tell you know you can tell really early on it's. It's got a much darker tone to it. Um, the vocals I found really impressive um, and fitting to that. And it's, a whole, it's like the whole thing's been blackened by doom. To be yeah. honest, the one thing it reminded me of, I checked my finger on it. I don't, there's, there's another reference out there which eluded me, but the other one I kind of thought was it sounds like somatics at times. Yes. And that, you know, there's, that's as high a praise as you get in my household. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know um shared shared here as well i mean um you know that band are uh, sort of the gold standard for this kind of music i guess so yeah impressive that they're kind of getting up to that level i, I just thought this was very atmospheric I, I kind of had this on on a, on a sort of long walk the other day and um yeah it was perfect for that it was very sort of it sounded like pastoral as well as that kind of spacey uh, vibe that we got from uh, transmissions before um i actually missed that they uh, put out a record last year called hot carp summer so i'm gonna have to go and have a look at that as well um really really exciting record so um if you want to take a listen to this you can go to carpackernaut.bandcamp.com uh, the album's called light is a particle we're going to play the song minimum units
So that was the excellent car packing up there from Ireland. Um, next up, we've got um, the latest release from Wrong Speed Records. Now, this is a band called The Web of Lies from Glasgow, um, and it's sold out almost immediately. I think a lot of their records are at the moment. Um, so this is uh, Neil Robinson from Buffet Lunch and Edwin Stevens from Irma Vep and Yerba Mansa. I don't know if you've come across Irma Vep or Yerba, Yerba Mansa before, people. I've seen both of those before, and they're sort of very accomplished, um, strange, um, psychedelic um, bands in their own right. I've never come across Buffet Lunch before, but um, certainly going to be tracking them down after this. And yeah, I mean, Joe from uh, Wrong Speed uh, has, has sort of been almost picking his favourites, um, you know, around the country to release. And he's, he's picking up some really interesting, unique uh, new bands as well. I mean, this is brilliant. Um, such a strange um, combination of, of sounds, but yeah, really effective. And I think we both picked this um, without um, sort of consulting each other, I think. So yeah. that kind of speaks volumes. And um, what sort of spoke to you about this one then? Um, I, oh, I don't know. I, I loved it instantly. The, you know, the, it's the guitar sound. It's completely entrancing, you know. I, I, I realised kind of in this podcast, actually, I've, I've um, referenced, the, you know, the labels kind of, um, bands they compare them to, which I try and avoid normally too, but th- th- I think the labels have gotten spot on. And Joe from Wrong Speed seems to, you know, has done it here as well. He, like, he mentions like, you know, American psych bands like Velvet Underground and Sunburned Hand of the Man and Comets on Fire. And, you know, that totally fits me. You know, it's got like that lo-fi psych element to it, but with this like grey-skied UK slant to it, you know, from, you know, it's like from a world of, you know, like, back general thick coat like roll-ups and and foggy days rather than kind of you know San Fran flowers and yeah um, <laughs> so absolute and contrast hair. yeah <laughs> which is what you know I mean I, I, to be fair you know like it's it's how I imagine almost certainly incorrectly you know the creators you know if, if I'm, when I'm listed like Moonjur or or like Quest for Fire you know that's how I imagine and it's probably you know no more true than it is of, of our country but but it feels, you know, you can hear that in the music as well. It's got, you know, it, it, it. I don't know. I found this completely magical. I can't, I can't put my, you know, my finger on where it's at, and I, I don't really want to kind of think about it in that way because this is my favourite song of the year so far. Wow. Okay, that's, that's saying something. Yeah, I mean, it's not. We're not that far into the year, but oh no, <laughs> we have listened to a hell of a lot of music so far already. But and this just, you know, just immediately, I was in love with it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's certainly exciting and I can't wait to hear the rest of the record, to be honest. I know we might have been sent it in emails as well. So, um, yeah, really, really exciting. I think Joe's got like a real ear for for the odd, but also the tangibly kind of um, just great. Like people will pick up on this, like uh, you'll get your kind of psychedelic um, kind of rock fans into this, but you also get your, um, your chin stroking supersonic types into it as well. So, yeah, it's, it's just... Um, very accomplished and it reminds me of a lot of bands that used to sort of like frequent um you know nights like um noise doll basement in sheffield like i used to go to these gigs where there was maybe seven people there and i saw some amazing like norwegian stuff um nogzagged i think i saw in this basement in front of about four people and it's that kind of vibe it's that kind of um maybe like 2000s vibe like coming alive again um and you know People like Joe are keeping that uh, that sort of flame burning. So yeah, complete inventiveness here, and uh, yeah, just really enjoyed it. So uh, the band is called The Web of Lies. They're a duo, but they've got loads of guests on this album as well. So if you want to go and have a look who's on that, then uh, check out um, wrongspeedrecords.bandcamp.com. 
And this is a song called Receiver off the album Nude with Demon. We'll see you next week.